This is The Hill, talking rugby league with Sam Perry and Tim Sparks. They say smell is the most powerful memory, ladies and gentlemen. Like deep heat pressed into a strong thigh, metal studs clicking on concrete, a hot pie mixed with sauce as a crisp breeze sweeps your face on a clear winter's day, or the fetid smell of an unfathomable refereeing decision, or a ball bizarrely dropped cold, or the smell we associate with the idea that, yes, of course our game's leaders can simultaneously front another sport which presumably competes for the same sports entertainment dollar. Those smells. Maybe it's the sound that does you in, like the bloke saying hot doggy hot dog, or the ground announcer roaring players' names, which are preceded by the names of endearing small businesses you've never heard of, or in the media, with the sound of mainly semi-literate Gen X blokes with big features who compromise 85% of the big-time TV shoulder content run the rule over their old teammates and preface every insight with the prefix for mine, or explain that something is not his go, is his go, or he's got to go. Those sounds. And it's in that spirit, ladies and gentlemen, against the backdrop of those sensations, it gives me the deepest, most wonderful pleasure to welcome the revival, the reignition, the refreshing of a media product that the world most definitely asked for. That is, two white guys keen to broadcast their inconsistent views on rugby league, views informed by the pain, suffering, joy, scepticism and disgust that rugby league people know all too well. I'm talking about The Hill, which is now back with me, Sam Perry, and co-presented by the man sitting across me, my dear, dear friend, and on air foe, the insane, Tigers prejudiced every man that we all know and love, and if you don't, you soon will. I'm talking about Tim Sparks. He to talk rugby league in the heartland of Melbourne, where they still call it rugby. Um, Sparks, as you know, this is this is more than a podcast. This is a friendship ritual that in no doubt, um, well, in 60 or so minutes will end in tears or disgust or anger or tempers flaring, um, like most show, uh, shows of ours do. Um, but it is a deep, deep pleasure to be back. And, and can I ask that you kick off by saying g'day to, uh, to everybody and answering the first question submitted to this show in 2020 from the beacons of league wit, Fire Up, who simply wrote to us saying, how good's footy? Tim. Pezza, listeners, we're back. The boys are back in town. Pezza's asked me for energy and I'm bringing the energy... It's good to be back. It was a long off-season for us. A whole three years. A three-year off-season. Yeah. Three-year layoff. But if the Hill was a club, we've rebuilt the joint from the ground up, Pezza. All right? Bit of hard work, bit of reflection. We've brought in some new players. Culture sessions. Yeah, we've topped up a few contracts. We want to spend now to get the return later, and we're here and we're back. We're ready to go. It's good to be back, isn't it? Oh, it's good to be back. Mm. It's good to be back. Hello to all the listeners. It's yeah. been a while. It's been a while. So welcome back. If, if you're you coming were, back. If you're coming back to mm. the hill. And welcome if this is your first time on this hill. Mm. If you've come over from winning starts on Monday, you're in the right place. Absolutely. Same questions come in. Same, you know, distorted view on rugby league. Um, perhaps with a little bit more creative freedom, <laughs> let's say, with respect to our national broadcaster. Oh, full respect. Full respect. Full respect. Full credit, if you will. Exactly. Mm. And we will. Mm. <laughs> and how good is rugby league? Is that the question? That was the question. Well, that was the question posed by Fire Up. As I said, the beacons of wit. And so you... Um, just answer. It's just a simple answer. answer. How good is rugby league? Extremely good. Extremely good. Good in the extreme. Yes. It's the best. Why? Oh, why? Where to start? Mm. Uh, well, listen to us now. The passion, the, the hope... 
for something to happen that's going to be good yeah. uh, on the weekend. Yeah. The friendships, okay. the fun, All the right. frivolity, the beers on the hill, mm. the childhood memories, cold nights, state of origins, warm afternoons, mm. semi-finals. Depending on where you live. Exactly. Yeah. Nice. That's good. But mainly hope and mainly emotion and mainly feeling things. I feel uh, pretty right, much. I just want to get through this quickly, just to give the listeners a little bit of an introduction to our relationship to the game, because it's a bit different for you and me. You've obviously got a team, the West Tigers. You're yes. a Balmain fan growing yes. up. Uh, and look, let's go through this quickly. Yes, I'm North Sydney Bears fan. Yes. Um, not to disrespect actual widows out there and stuff, but I'm a widow in terms of clubs. I like the Tigers. I grew up in the area. My mum's a Tigers fan. I tend to sway that way, but it's not the same. I feel nothing when they play. I feel no nerves or anything like that. I'm a Bears fan. I'm not going to sledge Peter. Landis at any point on this podcast um, for the selfish and journalistically compromised reason um, that I would like the Bears to come back in any way, shape or form. I don't care how biased that is, uh, but um, that's my that's my relationship with the game. It's a dark, dark mistress. In fact, I believe I deserve a lot of credit for even still being part of it, given how much pain it oh, has mate. caused me. And, but that's okay. Nothing I, but I credit. Uh, well, that's, that's not true, and you know that's not true. You, <laughs> you give me plenty of things other than credit, but... The listeners will discover that as we go on. Sparks, let's, I just want to talk. Firstly, before we even get into talking points, etc., just in the spirit of the hill, let's open up with a staple of what the show used to be. Think some things that aren't going to change, and that is our topic, our, our segment. It's just a mini segment, just to freshen the ears. Oh, yes. Tim, um, freshen the ears of listeners and to kind of you know channel that inner child where you could dream or imagine what it would be like to be like somebody else. Repri- we're going to reprise who would you rather be, that popular, fantastical, hypothetical, asking each of us to, as I said, channel that inner child, and in a frighteningly juvenile, frighteningly juvenile way, briefly compare two players with a similar name and make a decision on which indeed we'd rather be. <laughs> yep, that's the segment. That's the segment. That's that's what that's what brings in the big bucks in twenty first century media, Tim. Who's going first? You you go first. I'll kick off. I kick kick it off as they say. Blow that whistle, ref. Okay, Sam. Who would you rather be, Robbie McCormack or Robbie Farah? Oh. Okay, great question. And yeah, I feel this is a good question. Yeah. Well, okay. Otherwise, you wouldn't have put it down. Exactly. Robbie McCormack or Robbie Farah? Okay. Well. It's it's amazing how how often what you and I kind of skew towards either uh, like um uh like mining towns uh, uh-huh. <laughs> in in the early nineties by either Illawarra or, yeah. or Newcastle, yeah. but um <laughs> I, I loved Robbie McCormack as a player. He uh, was and he actually got a couple of Origin games from memory as well. Only a couple, yep. three. But, yeah, but uh, he was a very Sorry, two. He's a very hard-working and effective player for the Knights in an era that interests me greatly. Mm. You know, like my dad used to do a lot of work in Newcastle and we, we always were like taught to respect Newcastle growing up as a town, obviously, and then 97 happened, etc. North should have actually been in the grand final, but, um, you know, we got a good result, I suppose. Uh, so I've got a lot of time for, uh, for Robbie McCormack. Another guy who I um, had a lot of time for... <laughs> <laughs> Um, early in his career and was my favourite player as a footballer was Robbie Farah. Mm. Something happened to Robbie Farah. I don't know what and I don't want to defame him or actually speculate on things that I don't know, but something happened to him around 2011, 2012 and uh, he started carrying on, I suppose, in a way that I uh, that disgruntled me and, and I, I found 
where there was smoke or issues at the Tigers ever, Robbie wasn't too far away. Um, would I like to be him these days? Uh, he also supports Liverpool, who I don't support. But um, I'm, I'm going to say Robbie McCormack, man. You're going McCormack? Yeah. You really fell out with Farah, didn't you? Yeah. I did. Which is testament to how good your relationship was. With McCormack. Well, also, but I was going to say to like pre-2011 Farah. Because you did love him as a player. You used to get angry when they didn't pick him for origin. Yeah. But as McCormack, you go on to play a couple of origins. Yes. Now, was it in your mind that McCormack got one or two games for Australia on a kangaroo tour somewhere? Uh, well, it seemed a lot of guys did get kangaroo tour games, which is probably unfair. We're talking circa 88 to around 96, I think. Yeah, right. Was his sort of yeah. era. I liked I his hair as well. Me too. I could have mm. sworn he played for Australia. I could have sworn I had a football card. Circa 91, 92 right. of McCormack in a green and gold jersey. Right. But Couldn't find anything when I researched it. Yeah. You probably had a dream about it. Uh, so, yeah. Robbie McCormack, mate. Right. Uh, is my answer. Okay. You ready for mine? Yes. Tim. Okay. Um, Tim, who would you rather be? Neil Henry or Neil Pincinelli? Right, okay. Quick. Again, Mining Towns, Pincinelli Steelers. Yep. He played somewhere else, I reckon, too, but he's 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 it's good. Yep, he's known correct. as a Steeler. That's correct. I can't remember if it was Parra or Penrith. Both are incorrect. North Queensland. Incorrect. <clears throat> Who am I thinking of? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, well, I'm going to go Pincinelli. I'm going to centre it around the Illawarra days. Yep. I would have loved to have been part. Of early 90s Illawarra. Mm, Steeler team. I mean, Steelers, again. Alan McIndoe. Yeah, McIndoe, Rod David Wisher. Riolo, yeah, Brett Rollo. Rodwell. Rodwell, yeah. Um, Ian Russell. John Cross. John Cross. That's good. Um, yeah. Hello to anyone born Girdler. Ryan Girdler started there. Correct. Big leg video, Ryan Girdler. Yeah. yeah. Plus just playing at Wollongong, I reckon it'd be sweet. Mm. Back then, was it sweet? Well... Everything was better back then in my eyes, that's, so yeah, that, probably. That, that's true. That's, that's the tagline of this show. Now, I don't know anything about Neil Henry's playing career. I know a lot about his coaching career, or so I think. Mm-hmm. Canberra Raiders. Let me get, how about I just go through a, a little bit on both players for you? Um, Neil Pincinelli, 188 games. Pincinelli was, was he okay. a hooker come back rower? I'm um, not sure. I, I, think he was just a, I think he was just a back rower. I think he was a hooker come back rower. <laughs> okay. yeah. It's always a bit... Always a bit off saying that, but um, <laughs> when someone say someone says, "Oh yeah," like someone got fingered, as in you know, point the finger at, and you're like, "Yeah, no need for that." Yeah. You could read it both yeah, ways. Poor taste. Yeah, uh, so yeah, uh, Pincinelli, 188 games. Obviously, Illawarra in the early 90s. He was in a side that um, in 1992 that made the major or made the final, as they used to call it, the red and white final, and lost to St George Saints four, versus Illawarra. Yeah. St George four nil. You look at it, you think it scores like four 0 didn't happen in the white football days, as in you know when they converted from the um, the white the old, football. Days. Well, when the football actually turned white, oh, the, the colour. Okay, right. Yeah, I'm not talking about the. Sorry, we'll talk about ethnicity stuff later um, with the NRL ad. But um, he also played for the Hunter Mariners. He probably got some good Super League coin then. You'd imagine. Ah, uh, Mariners. Uh, hey, you know McCormack played for the Mariners anyway. Yeah, uh, he then played a season for the Knights. In 1998, Ooh. so oh, he played there, is, and that, okay, Newcastle Knights 1998, just at the tail end of your career as well. Played a season with them, and they actually they made the final, they made the semis in 98. Um, 
40 tries in 188 games, which is not a bad conversion rate for a back rower. It's not Menzies. But, no. Um, no one is. No, uh, that's right. He also kicked 23 goals at um, a rate of 47%. So... He's good. And a lot of people write, a lot of people, you know, on that rugby league project site, people underneath, like, have just written extremely underrated player. Might be time to stop mm. the fight, mate. Neil Henry, foundation player at the Raiders in 1982. Right, okay. Did you know, no team conceded more tries in the history of the competition than the Raiders did in 1982. Um, he didn't do much after that. Uh, coached 200, he's coached 248 yeah. games. He's assistant origin coach. So he's been around some pretty good setups. Really good rig. Maintains a really good rig, Neil Henry. Yeah. Dally M coach of the year 2008. He also feuded with Jared Hay. Yeah. Uh, at the Gold Coast. So it's a pretty interesting career. It's pinchingly pretty easy for you, isn't it? Well, that's a tough one. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay. I want to go Henry, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with Pinchinelli. Okay. Newcastle uh, and Illawarra. Okay, kicking those goals. Okay, okay, good. All right, well, well, there, there, you, there you go. And please write, please write in with um, your recommendations for who would you rather be based on those rules. Really, they just have to be some kind of similarity in the name. Yeah, and first I'll, or last. We're um, not that fussy on that, are we? We can run a very analytical rule, as you've just seen, over both of those players mm. off the top of our heads, which once again is the, is the content that people say they want in the twenty first century. Um, so a couple of blokes sitting in a small room with a long neck of uh, of, of Coopers. Um, sponsorship available Sponsorship too. available All <laughs> sorts of real estate Available <laughs> on Neil at this stage All sorts of real estate <laughs> No gambling companies no. Uh, in a, Seriously though um, You know If you if you are a friend of the show You know Form a friend And you're back Or you've just come in new We would appreciate Just to get amongst the algorithms mm. If you could like Rate, subscribe Leave a review or something We've had old school friends do it Um uh, all, yeah, from all walks, walks, all walks of life, death threats, love letters, whatever it is you want to say about the hill, just talk about us. Say something, please. Mm. Just be honest. And be honest. That's what Volandis likes, you know? Let's go, Okay, nice one. Let's go there. Peter Volandis, Sparks. It's a great place to start with season 2020 of Rugby League. This guy, Peter Volandis, for those who aren't from Sydney and aren't racing identities, is this kind of, um, like... Like exudes this low level uh, leadership and ownership of Sydney. He seems to be a very Sydney figure. Involved, he's sort of in the in the background. CEO of Racing New South Wales, also the chairman of the game. Involved in the horses, in the gambling. Got the Everest up and running somehow. Um, no, put it on the Opera House. No, put it on the Opera House, didn't he? Just a bloody, you know, it's a box standard six furlong race. Well, exactly. Well, yeah, that's right. Well, that's right. <laughs> I literally had one person say that last night. I've said it about six times. So much just box standard six <laughs> six furlong race, mate. I have you know, no idea what that means. Neither. That's <laughs> box down. Put in the opera house, though. And uh, he's, it's funny, Vlandis, isn't it? Because he's just he's come in. No one in the media has taken a shot at him. And like one of the great pastimes of rugby league is any time there's a new leader, it's just to brand him it's something. Free for all. It's free-for-all. It is. It's a pylon. And, and it's an intimidation fest. But everyone seems intimidated by Vlandis, as we are. Uh, absolutely. Uh, or just, just calling it out as we see it. And uh, Todd Greenberg seems to be in the gun, so much so that Vlandis is confident enough just to call him arrogant or say that others think he's arrogant mm. in the press. Mm. Almost, are we, I mean, we didn't even, this isn't even leaking to get rid of Greenberg. It's just like we're just starting the process of Greenberg leaving. We don't know why. Brought in 30 million last year, as you told me off air. Yeah. Greenberg, mate, he's gone now, and we're just accepting that. Is that. I'm asking. Well, that's what it seems like. He publicly said that, you know, everyone's got weaknesses. Like he said his, his CEO is weak. Nice thing to say about your CEO early on. Not, you know, didn't go for the, 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 the gap, mm. you know, or his performance gaps or, you know, whatever that sort of terminology mm. is mm. around human resources and 
Weak weakness. Um, so yeah, you'd assume you'd assume Greenberg's gone, and his last resort seems to be growing yeah. out a beard. Well, similar, and that's endearing him to you and I. Well, that's right. If you have seen our podcast art, you'll notice because it becomes your defining physical feature when it happens that we are both bald men. Yeah, and the next resort. I suppose the next thing you can do to have any involvement or relationship with hair is to grow it on your face, and that's Absolutely. exactly what Todd Greenberg's and he's, doing. He's doing that, and he's doing it well, in my opinion. Yeah. So that, and so that's a factor I like to see from Todd. You know, and if it's his last throw of the dice, yeah, good because he's got good growth on him. He's mm. got good growth, and he's got a good depth of color yeah. in the beard, Pezza. Yeah, and he's got width on that beard that comes yeah. down. It's not a receded that's beard. That's right. The beard's not receding. He's actually he's got full. And you always wonder. As a, anyway, look, look, this isn't the hair cast. Sure, yeah, that's no, a separate I cast. Understand that's going to that, be part of our. It's just yeah. It's a new. It's thing you can get sucked into that conversation. Know, yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess he's gone. Is the fact that it's the fact that Valandis wants his job? Is it because the CEO pays more than the chair? Is that it? Well, I was reading that Didn't somewhere. Didn't say the other day that like being CEO would be a bit of a demotion for me? I don't know. Let's speculate wildly. He's litigious. I don't want to say a bad word about Flanders because expansion's on the table. And that means the bears are on the table. Well, that's right. Mm. And I know people roll their eyes at it, and that's fine. But some people just have a purpose in life. Just you wait and see. Just you wait the and bears. see. The bears. Just wait and see. The bears. Well, the thing I like about Flanders is he's all about suburban grounds. So mm-hmm. it's good for me. Mm. An old Leichhardt Oval. Mm. So and yeah, so what if there's there may be a conflict of interest that he's CEO of racing New South Wales and just generally just 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 racing in general, mm. um, put a bit of investment in Leichhardt Oval, I can turn my head at anything. Absolutely, mm. bring the bears back, whatever. Too easy. Doesn't matter how that's fun. All good. Yep, just bring them back. This is the so- so- society we live in. Who would replace Todd Greenberg? That's what I want to know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, that's 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 Vlandis done. Other things happening in um. The NRL sparks we need to touch on before we get into other um, oft, well, um, adored segments. Okay. Is the NRL ad that's come out. Now, for me, for mine, if you will, there's a, and we so will. It's got to be for yeah, mine. Yeah, sure. for mine. For mine. Get back into league mode, mode Mezza, yeah, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For mine, full credit to them. Yeah. Um, it's not his go. Not you his know, go. Yeah. 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 Okay. Just I'm trying. It. I'm trying. It's a, build it around that. Thank you very build much. Build it around that. I appreciate that feedback. So, uh, for mine, there's more than a whiff of confected AFL media about this. More than a whiff of it. Very, very easy grifts just to get PC, just to just get the culture wars running. You get the culture wars running on everything in these days. There'll be culture wars about this podcast. Well, yeah. Example, the fact that the fact that we've just announced we we were drinking Cooper's beer oh. that'll turn off for half people. Right. They go, okay. Oh, you're living up in the north of Melbourne, eh? Yeah. Yeah. This yeah, culture are. war prism applies to everything, but I think okay. the NRL of have they slightly confected this just to win a media cycle for a week? Yeah, okay, sure. It maybe demonises and um, causes divisions in communities, deep-seated divisions in communities. But column inches, so to speak, clicks, clicks. eyeballs, and now you know when footy starts, don't you? So uh, once again, with the Vlandis prism over the top, if it gets people, well, you're not going to get bumps on seats because of coronavirus, we'll talk about that later. Uh. <laughs> it's a funny noise. Um, that's all right. So... Is that, is that how you saw it? The NRL ad, or are you getting earnest and Well, I just liked it. I just simply oh, liked the ad. I, like, yeah, I saw the ad. I um, liked it. Yeah. It evoked good memories of, uh, you know, uh, my formative years of the late 80s mm-hmm. and early 90s. Mm-hmm. Love the song. Love Tina. Mm-hmm. Uh, Such a powerful song, isn't it? Like, you could you could apply it. You could put that song over a, um, 
Nazi rally and start to yeah. think, well, well, <laughs> yeah, decent folks. Yeah, I know, I know where you're going with that. Yeah, and the, maybe the, a bad example. The other thing I like, I like a reworking of a song. You know, like a versions and stuff. Pop oh, yeah, remix, yeah. Like a bit of a. I've listened to this weird uh, reworking of Sloop John B by the Beach Boys uh-huh. by this like indie slash punk band from Texas of the mid 2000s okay. that just came up on my Spotify. Right. And they've reworked Sloop John B into just in a similar way that like when the young girls started singing the Simply the Best, like it didn't, it's not a, a complete um, pure cover as such, but I didn't mind a bit of the reworking of the song. Okay. That's good. You like a rework. If it's done well. Yeah. Well, well, I, well, I, I thought it was done well. They've since reworked it, haven't they? We don't know what that reworking is. I think is, they've so. since reworked it to cut all the good stuff that about was reworked. sort of cultural inclusion yeah. and um, equality as yeah. far as sexuality and gender goes. I think that's all out now. Yeah. Because that upset people yeah. that the game is inclusive yeah. and caring towards everyone. Yeah. When other codes may not be. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. But I liked it. I feel sorry reasons. for Latrell for many reasons, but also when you consider what his experience of putting that out together would have been, which is like, mate, can you just stand here? <laughs> like we never, you have no idea how they would have used it or what, like, yeah. how they would have used the music or how pivotal that particular moment was or um, not so much divisive, but when you watch that, you're like, oh, that's the, that's the key moment. That's kind of the money shot of the ad. Mm. Um, they literally cut the music for it. And uh, he would have just stood there in the water with a flag going, oh, cool, yeah, like how long does this take? 20 minutes? Nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. all good. Sounds good. I just get makeup done. Yeah, right, I've got training later. Cool, yeah. And then so just, easy. you know, a couple months later or whatever when they, when they finished it, oh, no, cheers. Yeah. Nice stuff. Thanks for that. Yeah. Thanks for my employer mm. for doing that to me. Hey, I know we could keep talking about that. We but could, you know what yeah, I yeah. loved about, just very quickly, the yeah. fresh face Andrew Johns? There's not much better <laughs> than Beats. And when I say fresh, I just mean young because it was yeah. really fresh. Yeah. But if you want to find some footage of like Andrew Johns talking about footy in the 90s, or yeah. it's just... Yeah. It, just if you want to go to a place of joy. Nice. Um, that, I, that's in I that ad. Go- you know that's in that ad? But he's got like spiky hair. Yeah. Like this is, I'm not talking 05 Johns with like the longish kind of... Surf kind of hair with a fringe. I'm talking like, like early '90s Blink One Eight Two spiked. Mm. Well, okay. I, I mean, I'm, this is related, this is related. But you just said something about videos that give you joy. I'm going to kind of put you on the spot here because there's a few videos of you rolling around the internet at well, Leichhardt, but also there's another one of you at the World Cup. I think by yourself, what Rugby League World Cup by yourself or in England versus. Fucking Tonga game or something. Oh, that was um, one of the few games I was at Amy Park with other people. But anyway, yeah. Uh, okay, right. That's fine. Now, personally speaking, yes, those videos give me more joy than any other videos on the internet. Now, they're not humiliating for you in any way. In fact, it's you and your full passion and your full glory mm. with your permission or maybe sleep on it. I'd like to um, post them on the Hill Facebook page, perhaps Hill Instagram, which yeah. is out there now as well. I mean, you are the star of the show. Yeah. If we do have a Hill Twitter, I'm not even sure our social media policy just yet. This is growing. Yeah, it's, it's a new thing. It's, it's a, a rebranding. Thing. It's, it's a yeah. rebranding. We, we've got our values, but maybe not the, the tactics. Okay. Um, I, I think if people want to understand you, mm. they need to see those. Right. Now, w- w- would you give permission well, for that? I would have appreciated if you had asked me this off air. I'm sure you would, but we could again, have had a bit more media. honest conversation about it. And Why can't we be honest now? Well, because we're talking to... You know, it's very performative. 20, it's, people. It's, if you're lucky. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I'm happy to explore the idea of it, yeah. I'm happy to explore the idea of you sharing those videos. Okay. With okay. the loyal listeners. All right. With the loyal listeners, yeah, that's right. Okay. I think actually, you know what? The, the listeners, 
very endeared to our listeners, mm. you know, mm. and old ones and new ones. Mm. So, yeah, if, if that's what they want. Just to understand the vibe, particularly you at Leichhardt Oval when the Melbourne Storm came along to the ground in the year that they um, were done for cheating. And playing for no points. Played for no points and you turned up, well, we all turned up with um, um, pillows with uh, dollar signs on yes. them. And, and okay, run the videos, run the videos. <laughs> Run the videos, mate. All good. Very good. People, yeah, that's you at the ground, but there sure. may not be people at the grounds this year because the coronavirus pandemic is crippling the economy, global economy. Mm. And that means, you know, rugby league as a very global game will no doubt be hit. Now, <laughs> rugby league um, doesn't seem to be taking the steps that other sports are at this point in time. But it can only be inevitable that, that League Two is hit, will be played behind closed doors, if you will. And to my mind, that presents opportunities. But I want your view first on the impact of coronavirus on the rugby league season and will it benefit the Tigers? It could benefit the Tigers. That's well, actually a good question. You for that's the that. first. Actually, that's because the Tigers always struggle with favouritism. Favourite, yeah. And usually it's a oh. big crowd, big home. So what, what, this is probably what happens. Tigers beat the Dragons round one and then they... They maybe, need to win this week. They probably win first game, win the second game. Then they head Do to they? Campbelltown as favourites against whoever they're playing. Mm. Massive crowd, and then they'll bottle it because yep. they can't. But if Jeez. that's played in front of no one, mm. different things probably happen. Yep. Mark Guy said it'll look like a training run. I think the Tigers trained pretty well from all reports. They had a good okay. off-season. Coronavirus could help the Tigers. Um, I think it's going to hinder me from getting there for round two. Though. I've, got, I've got grand plans of being at Leichhardt Oval uh, for round two, Tigers-Newcastle. But I honestly... Will I be able to fly for that? Like, is that a stupid question? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. You'll see if you get the symptoms. But, um, I mean, rugby... I, I don't see why people are so worried. Rugby League's a TV show. I mean, surely there's a there's some kind of software developer out there who can just, you know... Because if you understand Rugby League's a TV show, then you can just kind of yeah. superimpose crowds at the ground. You don't even need people to come in. And so, you know, the gate receipts are surely only a small um, percentage of the overall economic, you know, situation mm. of Rugby League. Why not just lock people out for their own health and safety, superimpose uh, a crowd digitally and let everyone watch rugby league, which is basically Big Brother playing sport, just the way they always do it anyway. It's good TV sport. What's the problem? People can self-isolate, yeah, assist with the health of the community and themselves, and also we can embrace technology in the 21st century with rugby league with superimposed crowds. What's the problem? Okay. I'm, I'm not seeing one. No, you're not seeing one. All right. Um, Let's do it. Okay, great. Philandis. Philandis. If you're he'll, listening, yeah, he'll right. start listening to this show, I would have thought, at some point. I'm sure he would. Yeah. We're honest, mate. We're honest, honest with people. You know, He'll like that. We'll endear ourselves to him. Mm-hmm. Go listen to the show, The Hills. A couple of blokes, yeah. Um, Bulldogs are battling. Bulldogs are in trouble. Sparks. We'll get to this before we get into the old Are You Interested, which, okay. which I will explain. But uh, Bulldogs are in trouble. Yeah. Bit of a scandal. I mean, it's pro- probably the big off-season scandal now. It was, it was relatively clean heading in. Um to this season, relatively clean, especially compared to last year, which is all time. Mm. Uh, but uh, yeah, Jay Nockenbor and uh, Corey Harawira Nara mm. feels good to say when he can do it. Yes, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, no, no one suggested they've done anything um, criminal. That's, that's been made clear. But uh, you know, they've um, well, they've admitted to having sex with girls um, from a school that they visited. Is that right? Port Macquarie or wherever that's they were. Sound, yeah, yeah, that's basically yeah. the, and the, CEO, the uh, uh, Bulldogs have acted quickly. Stood him down. You'd imagine they'll be sacked. They'll, they'll have to go from the club, surely. 
and they're going to lose a $2 million sponsorship. Well, it costs them a $2 million sponsorship. Yeah. But I, I think they now do not have a jersey sponsor. Hmm. Yeah, but the, the players have got to go. As, as sad as that is, or not sad, it's not sad like uh, for the players, sad for the fans uh, that that shit happens. But uh, yeah, fucking They're good hell. players too. Yeah, well, that's just the dumbest shit. Yeah. Like you're there in your club. Um, How sorry. did people find out about this? That hasn't really come out yet. I'm, you know, there was like, um, like Fox Sports was sharing some like messages or something. No idea. How does it come out though? Loathe to speculate, especially in a, a performative media environment, other than mm. to say that, you know, loose lips sink ships. Mm. Loose lips sink ships. Or Mate. just someone would have told someone and it would have leaked. <laughs> I would hate to be a Bulldogs fan. Yeah? Really? Pretty, well, well, no, well. So that's, I mean, for Bulldogs fans hey, out look, there whose ears are burning, okay. listening to this and they're yelling into their microphones, this is extremely rich from someone who follows the West Tigers. Oh, I'd hate to be a Bulldogs <laughs> fan. Fuck me. Where does that, where do those, um, well, where does that confidence come from? I say this. And I say this out of respect to the Bulldogs fans. Must be interesting. Okay, so I wouldn't actually like if you're a Bulldogs fan mm-hmm. and you're sitting there. And there are Bulldogs fans. I'm not saying the show. I would literally hate to be you and live your life day to day. That would be okay, like a bit of a leap if someone thought that. Yeah, <laughs> I just wanted to clarify. Yeah. I'm not saying I hate you. Okay, that not at all. No. I'm just okay. a, well, it's good you got that thing out of the way that okay. no one thought you were saying. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> but I think I would find it very difficult to continually try and rock up and support a team that can. Behaves in this manner relatively consistently. Right. Coffs Harbour, Port Macquarie. They had an awesome uh, campaign out at the start of this season, though, the Dogs. I, 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 like, I've got respect for them as a club, and I'm sure, like, a oh, lot of great clubs. Great history. A lot of clubs that, you know, the, the vast majority of people there are probably really good people, you know? But then why does this stuff keep happening? Oh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I can't. I can't and I'm sure, look, and I, you know, I'm sure what a Bulldogs fan would probably say, well, a lot of the same sort of shit happened at Penrith last year. Similar, anyway, similar. Yeah. I don't know. I would just find it very difficult if I'm getting so excited for a season yet again. Have they got to sack those guys? Let's just get, have they well, got to yeah. sack them? They're gone? Yeah. They've got to go. Yeah. yeah. And the sponsorship's gone. Yeah. I mean, they've got the biggest... They have the biggest league sub in Sydney. It's up there. So they're gonna, they'll, they'll be more than fine with the money stuff, but... It would just annoy me that you get so excited for your season and then bang, two of your best players are gone, season's cooked, mm. and all you get to hear is, oh, well, Dean Pay's doing a pretty good job with these blokes, isn't he? <laughs> for, for another season. <laughs> oh, gee, he's getting the best out of them, though, you know, so, you know, it's great to watch them run around. Okay, who, uh, just that character <laughs> you're doing there, can you just describe that character? How old are they? What, uh, what sex are they? What's their life story? Oh, Dean Pay's getting a bit out of him now. Who's, who's that <laughs> Well, person? it's sort of like a mixture between like Phil Gould and Paul Kent. Oh, okay, like right. So you're right. probably looking... Yeah. What what would the, be the difference of their ages, you know, I guess? I don't know. 50s or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay, I just wanted that's to know Just, who, just so know, for the listeners to get the image. Of, yeah, of who that's that who I was is. sort of trying to yeah. discover. Rocking back and forth yeah. while saying that. Okay. Trying to empathise with the Bulldogs fans, if anything, here, so, you know... So a lot, a lot going on the NRL. I still feel like the NRL is kind of it's still short something like, like what, I don't know what this season is just yet. It is short across. It, it, I feel like there's going to be a big story this year, <laughs> big story this year, and uh, it's up to the NRL whether that story is uplifting and inspirational and they do something really momentous and game changing, or whether something just horrific happens to the game and that ends up becoming the story of that year. Obviously, that uplifting, inspirational thing should be um, the reemergence of the Bears, but that's something um, that I'm going to argue later on. 
down the track in this um, in this series if it keeps going. Uh, let's do a little reset here, Sparks. Uh, the listeners would know they are listening to the Hill. Please like, rate, subscribe, talk about us, do anything. You know, just get us on those algorithms if you can for our own um, narcissism and um, psychological needs uh, that are probably strange for thirty-four year olds. If you could, that'd be very kind. We also encourage you. And we're going to get to questions down the track, but please, any questions, comments, death threats, anything you want to, uh, maybe not death threats, like if they're earnest, but if you want to, if you want to chat with us, we're we're, we're open. It's a two-way street. Yeah, it's real, a conversation. Real, it's, it's a conversation. It's an ongoing conversation about league. Um, this this dark dark mistress we call league sparks one of the favourite segments that we are reviving in this reignition of the hill is uh, are you interested? Which it's a pillar. It's, it's a pillar. Well said. It's um, it's ostensibly talking through the issues of the game. However, it's just acknowledging that there's a lot of fucking things talked about in rugby league that are not very interesting at all. Stiff Fox sports shows are very, very good at this. Um, rehashing or creating content that um, really is really means nothing. And actually, when you do see the headline, you part of you dies. Um, part of you gets a bit deflated. However, you know... And what it dies further when you find yourself at the end of the article. <laughs> <laughs> Clicking on the one underneath. Yeah, exactly. That's even worse yeah. than that. But yeah, what do, they, what do they say? One man's trash is another man's treasure. That's what they say. Yeah. And uh, that's often the case with you and I uh, when it comes to rugby league. It's trash for it's me. Yeah. Uh, and so with that in mind, can you kick us off? Can you suggest to me? So I haven't, I haven't heard these articles. I don't know what they are. Okay. Actually, no, I think I'll, I'll, I'll kick off. Okay. I'll, I'll kick Go off first. this time. Um, so I want to know. I'm interested in this. I want to know if you're interested in this. Just read the headlines from a website called Zero Tackle. Com. Uh, the headline is, why don't you say it to my face? Talus Lodge feud heats up. Things got spicy between the Broncos prop and the club great at a club function. Sparks, are you interested in this? Yeah, I am. Yeah, very much. Okay. Yeah. Oh, just So just to explain uh, the article a little Keep bit. Talking. So Matt Lodge... <laughs> Matt Lodge is uh, he's going to be captain this year of the Broncos, isn't he? Maybe. He's in the oh, league. Yeah, and um, and he's, he's, he's got a bit of history and we'll get into that. But... Um, Gordon Tallis basically said something about him on Fox Sports, um, said that I don't think he should be in the leadership group, and Matt Lodge saw him at a club function and said, why don't you say it to my face? And um, it was after, yeah, Tallis question logs uh, Lodge's uh, leadership uh, candidacy. And, um, yeah, at the function, that's what he said. And uh, Tallis sort of kind of played it down when he was confronted by the press and, and just said, look, you know, I, I, I did say it to his face and I said, I don't think Matt Lodge should ever, ever captain the Broncos, told him to keep his nose clean and play good footy and I'll leave him alone. <laughs> Imagine that as a club function. Keep your nose clean, play good footy and I'll leave you alone. Gordon Tallis saying that to you. Oh, man. And he sort of says, it's, oh, look, it's not really his fault. And just, yeah, for background, in, in, in 16th of October 2015, Lodge was arrested and charged with assault after he threatened two German tourists, chased him into a New York apartment building, um, said, you're going to die. And uh, attacked a man who attempted to help. Cheers. Yeah, you interested in that? Yeah, uh, well, yeah. Yeah. On what basis? I'm interested in a lot of stuff that's happening at the Broncos at the yeah. moment. Jack Bird went down. You see that? Yeah, that's sad. Yeah, that's, that's actually genuinely sad. Genuinely sad, actually, yeah. And he says his season's crushed, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I really actually feel for him yeah. and don't want to put him in this sort of... Mm. Let's just make that a parenthesis where we say we feel sorry for the guy's injury. And then Sweet. let's go back okay. to the Broncos and but what's going what on. what I was going to say is... There seems to be all sorts going on at the Broncos because you know Matt Lodge is now not captaining. Okay, uh, but I'm not sure if that's he's out. You know he's out for the oh is he out for the season? He's out for a long time. As they say on Hello Sport, do your own research. Well, wonderful yeah. podcast, Hello Shout Sport out on, the, to. on the Diamond Senior Podcast Network. You know who he's captaining them? Um, the Broncos. Some, yeah, isn't it some bloke who's played like three games or something? Patrick Carrigan. Oh, yeah, nineteen games. Okay, and Brody Croft, Croft, zero games. Brody Croft. Finished last year in, in twos. Mm. You reckon he's a good player? 
He's not a bad player. Can't make facial expressions. He's not a ba- yeah, sorry. Yeah. He's not a bad player. Yeah, but I, I mean, if you're not if you're not exceeding as a halfback behind the Melbourne Storm pack, probably says something about you. Ah, nice. Hey, I was just getting I was just getting riled up when you said he's not a bad player because you do have the propensity to get into press conference mode a little bit yeah. on the I, stuff. And we're I actually got out of that pretty quick, though. You did. I'm just just as a little another parenthesis. I want to um, give you albeit condescending feedback. Okay, um, saying that was great how you you Cheers. made that point. Uh, Thanks about man. him being behind the storm. I back. think it's extremely ironic that Matt Lodge has taken offence to Gordon Tallis saying that your violent nature makes you um, not a great candidate for mm. can- for leadership. Mm. So Matt Lodge replies by saying something, say it to my face, verbally violent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, fair bit to that, mate. mate so many people um, are off the Broncos. That's another league thing. Yeah, you got to be yeah, off them, Adam. Off them. And you can be off people. People seem to really dislike Anthony Seabold. I like him personally. Is it is it cause sparks? And we see this, you know, across sports and across culture. Um, is it just because he's uh, and dare I say it's in italics? He's a bit different. I think so. Seabold. And also, is that's it, my man, how many, read. How many games in ones did you play? Seabold. Probably as many as, many as Bellamy. Twenty odd. But that's the weird thing with Seabold. They always talked. Talk about him as if he's an outsider of the Broncos. He played for the Broncos. Yeah, but he went to Harvard, man. So, mm. You know what I mean? He, he did a Harvard course. Too smart. Well, yeah. Not a man's man. Well, he's got. He's a theories man. Mm, very, that's why I like it. very difficult to succeed in, particularly in rugby tactical league. periodization. He talks about tactical periodization, mm. periodization, mm. which is a coaching method, which is was derived in Portugal. Wasn't it um, by it's Raymond Vahayan, the uh, the football coach? Yeah, well, didn't Jose Mourinho adapted it? Yeah, essentially. Vahayan is now an outcast in in football. So, well, there you go. It's still a you know he's a theories man. He's a theories man. Well, theories, to think about. theories man who's played twenty first grade games. You're pushing shit up a hill. Because his theory from is people. his theory is there's four things that happen in football in life. There's attack. And there's so there's attack. That's one uh, thing. What's the next thing? And then there's defense. <laughs> oh, that's the second thing. This is good. And then there's transition from attack to, to defense, defense. And then there's transition from defense to attack. Fuck. So therefore, and this was the Portuguese guy, didn't not just take, This didn't take long. <laughs> and that's and so he just says that's all you train. Right. Every oh, time you attack train, and defense. Oh, and the and transition. And then when you trans, oh well, mate. Actually, that's that's mine. That's we all. That's all we. Tra- oh, that's look, all we train. And that's a very simplified. Um, uh, into summary for that. of the of the theory. Yeah. Oh, I'm starting to agree with everyone. You starting to get a soft soft spot for Seabold as well? No, I'm starting to agree with everyone while they don't like him. If that's oh. his Harvard theory on league, you know what else? He you said? know what we train? Sorry, yeah. What else did he say? Oh, yeah, you're done with that. I've got sorry, that's finished. Yeah, that's I, went, I just went a bit longer than I needed. Oh, well, good. He apparently he also left um, Jermaine Asako out of the starting side because he had a poor nines tournament. Nice. So there's, there's a few things in the nines that he didn't like. Nice. Nice. I don't know where to go with that. I don't know whether to respect that or think, what the fuck? Mm. Oh. Like, do you reckon like guys were going, oh, well, you know, mate, Wes Patton had a really good sevens tournament, so we're going to... Yes. You genuinely reckon they would have done that? With Wes Patton, because oh. he was good to watch in the sevens. It was good to watch. People would... Now, it's just a bad example. But, okay, so, so you were interested? Have you got one back for me? Yeah. Hmm. It's, I don't have the article for it. But I'm just going to tell you what's happened. Okay. Ask me if I'm interested. David Fairley leaves the Cowboys coaching staff <laughs> to join the match officials coaching staff at head office. 
Are you interested? <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess for background for, for listening to David Fairley, he was, was a legend of the Bears. Everything else that happened after that in that headline um, is, is not only like it, it disinterests me. Okay. Um, well, would you be sort of interested to, just to start to talk about some of the former Bears that are kick, kicking around coaching circles? Absolutely, yeah. Right in that wheelhouse. I mean, yeah. Because you're, you're talking expansion. Oh, yeah. You want the Bears back. I do. Fairly would be a leading candidate for the coaching role. Well, yeah, that's a bit tough to take when you listen to Matty Johns' podcast with um, John Singleton last year and John Singleton, who was going to bankroll the Central Coast Bears in 2006 before the NRL turned him down, he said, I'll put everything into it that, w- that we need to. I have all the money that we need. Would have been the richest club in the competition and I've also sounded out Wayne Bennett to coach the side. Pretty difficult when you, you when you got that going and then now you're telling me Dave Fairley might be a good candidate for the, for the Brisbane Bears. <laughs> well, the, the so, Brisbane, oh, they're going to Brisbane. Yeah. Well, I think Brisbane's the is the go with the Bears, and mm. I can say that both having listened to Peter Vlandis and Todd Greenberg, mm. and secondly, just around the traps Re- with, with the club circles. Yeah, circles. Let's circles. call it circles. It'd be Brisbane. Well, mate, David Fellow's gone to um to to coach <laughs> the referees and get a little bit more out of the touch judges this year. So yeah, dis- not interested. Um, okay, oh, I got I got one. Um, this is written by Adrian Prashenko. Uh, great. League writer, um, league journal, Sydney Morning Herald. Um, love to get him on the show this year, actually. But uh, And this was sent to us by a great friend of the show and your brother-in-law, Ben Sharkey. Oh, Benny. Uh, so he put us onto this because this is a real um, hobby horse of his, but the headline is the city of New York now has a rugby league uh. team. Now, ben particularly loves this international rugby league thing. I think he's aware that it, it again, is something that hasn't you know really been on my radar that much and he thinks it's... My senses, and I'll say this on air, and Ben will correct me if I'm wrong. But as sense, he should, as he should, if I'm wrong. But I think the sense is his sense of me is that like I'm, it's a bit of a moral failing to not be investing in the in the growth of the game and, yeah, and yeah. seeing the growth potential of the game. Um, and it kind of, in a really dysfunctional way, makes me want to dig my heels in even more. But that's because you just want the bears back in. Uh, I suppose so. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, are you interested, Sparks? City of New York is a rugby league team. Yeah, I'm interested. Uh, so, do they actually are they actually in? Are they in, is it similar to the way the Toronto Wolfpack came? Great in question. By the rugby football league, the RFL, has given an American franchise the green light to enter the Challenge Cup next year. The plan is to graduate to the League One competition in 2022, the Championship the following year, and then join the English Super League potentially as early as 2024. That's not that long away, Sparks. A couple Four of years. years ago, we were doing the hill. Just Whoa. down the road there in Clifton Hill. Um, and uh, the fran- New York franchise boss is a guy called Ricky Wilby. Um, he's, um, he was in Liverpool. He said, we feel we've got a lot to offer in three years, making, um, you know, fr- taking it from concept to where we are now. The New York sporting market is crying out for a successful sporting team. The Yankees have had a bit of a slump. The Giants and the Jets have had tough times. It's <laughs> devastating for fans to see where the Knicks are. If we can offer some sort of success to the city, there's definitely a gap in the market for us. Uh, so it's based on winning. And then he goes on, really interestingly, to say, that uh, you need to understand that like one percent of people who try out for NFL teams make it, as we see with mm. you know, Hayne and Holmes. And Hayne, by the way, what Hayne did in NFL was fucking amazing. Um, but um, he says not that's, Holmes. Oh, he didn't go as far as Hayne. No, he didn't. So um, so therefore not as good. So yeah, he says there could, there's three hundred thousand athletes, or genuine athletes, who that he thinks you know could 
be converted into rugby league players if you can offer them a pro sports contract with some good money. So, are you interested? Yeah. I mean, I like all. I like all that. Oh, I like New cool. York. New York's pretty sweet. I like the idea of NFL players um, being converted into rugby league players. I like the idea of where they start playing, Brooklyn or yeah, sure. Jersey yeah, or whatever. I know Jersey's not New yeah. York, but wherever. Yep. I like it. I think there's a team coming into from Ontario as well. Nice. Um, so yeah, very interested. Good. All right. Well, that's that's me for. Are you interested? Are you finished with? Are you interested? Yeah, that's yeah. me for the Best evening. Stuff. Well, Sparks, this is what people have been tuning in for. And I'm going to cue the music uh, shortly. But uh, as I mentioned earlier, Tim is a Tim, and I'll call you Tim. Is an insane Tigers prejudice every man. And we give him his own little segment on the Tigers because there's stuff that we have to say that needs to be said about the Tigers. And there's a lot of things that need to be challenged, frankly. And I'll try and do my best. And I encourage the listeners to do the same as well. Um, After Sparks presents what is affectionately known as Tiger Corner. It's good to be back at Tiger Corner. I've missed it. I've really missed it. Yeah. All right. So yeah, yeah, you're like a kid at Christmas now. You've sat yeah. up. You've got your book out. Now yeah. you're, you're reading from some notes. Yeah. I've got it all out here. Yeah. Uh, so what I've done... Tiger's for the, 2020. Yeah. So for the, for the first Tiger Corner of 2020, I thought what I'd do is a bit of a um, off-season review and then season preview. So what I've done okay. is a pros and cons make it, list. Make it sharpish, I would have thought. Well, it's my segment, but um, what I've done is I've got a pros and cons list, okay? So what I'm going to do, I'm going to throw a pro, then I'm going to throw a con, and, you know, then I'm going to probably tell you where they're going to finish or something like that. Okay. So, look, the first pro, which is the... Right of reply, or like, or can I jump in at any point, or would you prefer a bit of space? It depends on what the, the tone of it is and stuff. Yeah, like, it's yeah. pre-season, I'm trying to be positive about things, so... Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, that's um, a fucking shock me. But yeah, you can... I guess you can, you can come in and out, wherever you like. Okay, I think we've had... So this is a pro. We've had some good off-season signings, oh, yeah. all right? So I reckon what we, and what's been good about them <laughs> yeah. is we haven't blown the bank on anything. Uh, I agree with that. haven't panicked I agree with that. and done anything silly, okay? So yep. Joseph and Luciano Leilua, mm-hmm. all right, I think are good purchases. There's some strike there. There's genuine strike. They can create something. We haven't had that haven't for a while. Haven't had it for a while, yep. Zane Musgrove adds a bit of starch to the pack, Pezza. League blokes like some starch in the pack. But you need it. You need a bit of a hit, man. You need. Where's he from? South. Right. South. Uh, I like. So that. the South lost the Burgess brothers from the front row. Yeah, mate. Yeah, and, Zane and, Musgrove. And then they've they've let. And then South, having lost front rowers, have let go of a front rower yes. to the Tigers. So this is a case of a club letting go of a player, not Tigers swooping in for him. Well, you know, because that's how Tigers do recruitment. Well, mate. They, they, they these players get cut. This is a pro. This is a good thing. Remember, this is a pro in my pros and cons. Yeah, so and just. Don't derail me so early into the segment. Uh, we also got Adam Dewey, all right, yeah. who's good to get a local junior back. I don't know where he's going to fit in the side, but it's still a good thing. I think the the Leilua brothers, Musgrove and Dewey, good signings. And again, point is they haven't blown the bank, okay? They could have gone and chased dollars, at, you know, a, a higher marquee player. Well, I guess they tried to do that and they didn't want to come to the club. But I think they're good signings. Now... What's the con? The con is we lost Ryan Madison. <laughs> All right. So the, you lost the, more than Ryan Madison. The, the, the con out of that is we probably <laughs> lost the most promising uh, New South Wales forward. 
um, in the game. So that was no, disappointing. No, no, <laughs> no. You, you lost the only guy that played State of Origin. I suppose Moses Embiid, you could say that as well. Well, well um, no, no suppose about it. Mm. He played in the centres for Queensland. He's the State of Origin centre. so mm. And a good centre too, isn't he? Absolutely. As a marquee player in the side. So that's a con there, okay? Isan Masters. Isan Masters we lost as well. Yeah. All right, but I think Madison... International. Was a, look, you can cop sometimes losing guys like Masters and, you know... Um, but a guy like Madison, that that hurt a fair bit. But you know what? You know what I always say, Pezza? So you said you said you literally said a real pro this year is we've got some good off season purchases which have been um necessary because two guys have left the club. They haven't like they haven't um like the Tigers haven't let them go. These guys have left. And so Tigers have had to fill spots and they filled yeah. them with guys that other clubs didn't want. But I think that's usually was, how recruitment I think works. That to was be fair. Shrewd. Shrewd purchases. Oh, do yeah. Okay, and we've got a bit of strikeout wide, mm. particularly on the right-hand edge. So that's we're coming from a low base when you're at the shrewd purchases that's, with so that's Josh a, Reynolds that's on 900k. And um, that's something I'm excited about, okay? The next a new thing, toy, a new toy. Basically. So we're going back to the pros. The pro is that the forwards, um, they're all young. I think our forward pack, by and large, has an average age of about 24. I'm talking about guys like Thomas McKayley, Oliver Clark, Luke Garner, Alex Twall, some really good young forwards. Mate, menacing. They, they had about – they've probably all got themselves, you know, 20 to 30 games last year, which is some good experience. And they all say, you know, they've had a good off-season, bit bigger, bit stronger. I think there's good signs there. There's, there's a lot of mobility in that. Um, and it'll be good to see our Zane Musgrove just compliments them a bit. Now <laughs> – now, the con in that, though, the con in that is, is that sadly, we still have Russell Packer, Reynolds, McQueen on real big money, and they're just, they're just frankly not playing enough and having an impact in the game to justify taking up about a quarter of the salary cap, hmm. okay, with guys that pretty much play second grade. Hmm. Um, so that's the con. Uh, pro is that Madge has had another good off-season, so that's going to be good. But What does that mean? Well, it's just good that he's had another off What does that mean he's had another well, good one? What, he's trained the house down? <laughs> no, he's, no, he just a bit more time in the job. Well, know, he's, he's just he's had a good... So it was a good off-season because he kept his job? No, he was sort of rushed into it the year before. <laughs> he got rushed into the job and he didn't have time to, you know, put the necessary plans and stuff in place. But he's been able to do that on the back of, an, of a season, which is good. And they say that Andrew Gray, who's the head of performance, been at Cronulla for a long time, successful... Um, Performance coach is making a real difference for him, as is Andrew Hardigan, the GM of football. All right, so I think that's all very positive signs. Con, we didn't get Harry Grant in the Momorowski swap. Like, oh, that's we, not happened. Uh, it's gone. He's he's um playing off the bench for the Storm. But they've got a few weeks, though, don't they? Well, I guess it's the same for Morris with the Sharks. He's going to play well, for I the Sharks. I saw bloody Jimmy Hooper yesterday saying, "Oh, it's going to happen." With Harry Grant, he's like, I'd be very surprised if it doesn't happen. You don't have to go in round one. I thought it was off. Well, at this stage, I'm saying because he's suiting up for the Storm and Momorowski's still at the Tigers, it seems like it's off. So at the current state, if it being off, that's a real con. If it happens, if it happens, Pezza, then that'll be a massive win. And then I think it might even be the difference between us um, making or missing the eight. Hooker is is the spot that they're missing. You know, Hooker touches the ball the most. He touches it first. All right. How do you think the club After is the going four- to feel the um, the loss now of Robbie Farrer? Well, <laughs> you can say what you will about him, but they will miss um, his defence in the middle. 
all right, for starters, they'll miss his left foot kicking game. Because that's the other problem is we don't really have a kicking game now. Luke Brooks is the only kicker. I'm pretty sure he's a left footed kicker too. He is. Um, Benji, Mar- Benji Marshall's never had a long kicking game. Corey Thompson's at one. He doesn't have a kicking game. And I don't know about Billy Walters, but if it's anything like the rest of Billy Walters, and I say this with all due respect, he's probably got a reasonable kicking game because I think he's a reasonable player. So, as far as I can understand with the Tigers, so, they have a young forward pack that doesn't intimidate anybody. They don't have anyone who... No, Musgrove. They've got Musgrove. Uh, okay, who got cut from the Bunnies and they lost two props otherwise. They don't have a goal kicker. They don't have a kicking game. Well, um, they uh, have recruited players that have been cut from clubs. They've lost their best player and also international and Nissan Masters. But they've brought in a couple of guys. Madge has been in the well, job, Well, mate, though, which it depends how you frame these things, you know. Like, is, it, is it half full or is it half empty, you know. Like, I guess you can say that, but... Is that is it halfway, the Tigers? Well, I'm looking at it as a half full kind of season. <laughs> All right? Like, it's not going to be a full glass. All right? I'm a... You know... You're about to say I'm a realist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> I couldn't look you in the eye and... <laughs> But I'm not. I'm not. I'm like. I'm not. I'm not a raving lunatic. Mm. All right. So <laughs> At I'm not, not right now. I'm not going to go ahead and say that. Oh, I'm tipping the Tigers to win the comp. You know. But I'm tipping them to sneak into the eight. All right. Off the back of you know. Is that a good? Is that a good win for you? Is that is that a good season? Oh, uh, yes and no. Oh, okay. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> What's the most important thing they do this year is continue to blood the young guys and blood them in other areas. I mean, in the way of backs um, and maybe even halves. What do you say to people? Let's get who, miles in the legs yeah, yeah, for yeah, young blokes yeah. so we can okay. invest. Yeah, and we it's can not a, okay. You've given you given me now a fucking investor prospectus. <laughs> you are you're giving me. The, you're reading from the club website. The number I'm of not. times you send me things from the club website, say, "Ah, oh, things are looking up." It's like it's literally a propaganda machine. Uh, what do you say to journo's and pundits who may not really have a vested interest in the Tigers, who routinely? Say that they'll finish between eleventh and sixteenth. No dramas. No one's ever rated the Tigers. No one ever will. And probably don't rightly, care. And rightly so. You'd don't have to, care. You'd have to say. Don't care. We'll support our team. Mm. All right. We that's believe not in them. Question. We'll back them. We know that. We so know. We don't rate us. It's all good. No yeah. dramas. Doesn't okay. bother me. Yeah. Say whatever you want to say. Well, the Tigers have finished ninth again. Tigers have finished twelfth. Fine. Say yeah. what you will. Well, that's what it is. Yeah. But it's a salary cap era. The, the, the comp is literally arranged like in a socialist way to give everybody a turn. If you get really good, your value goes up, you get recycled to other clubs. Tigers haven't made the final since 2011. They, they literally cannot finish in the top half of the competition for nearly a decade, Tim. Tim. I, re- I, reckon, I reckon Luke Garner's going to have a good season. Might <laughs> even push for origin. If he has a good first 10 games or so, it could be in the conversation. Mm. Maybe he's like an 18th man or something like that. Mm. He's... A, he's you want to talk about underrated players? Yeah. He's a very good player. You said a few years ago that you thought Kyle Lovett would play State of Origin. <laughs> well, I think that was taken out of context, that comment. <laughs> I don't think it was. <laughs> genuinely, it was. I'll take a, I do take other ones out of context, but I, I genuinely don't think that one was. I think that you thought it was a good shout. Kyle Lovett. He was playing a bit of good, he was playing a bit of good footy at that mm. stage in his career. And mm. Worth a shot. Worth a shot. Mate, I think, look, I think we'll sneak into the eight. Okay. And I think it's going to be a glass half full year. Yeah, do you? Well, I think you've said the same thing for the last like, maybe six, seven years in a row. You know, I'm really, you know the biggest thing I'm looking forward to this year? Mm. Is we've got Souths at Leichhardt on a Sunday Arvo. Okay. Nice. Well, we'll be there as well. Uh, 
I'd imagine. Absolutely. It would have, to, would have to be. Major Surely. accreditation, I'd imagine. Well, yeah. Uh, we got some questions from the listeners to kick off, and we thank those listeners who've written in, um, those, those subscribers to The Hill. Uh, and um, for anyone else who wants to ask a question, we're going to sort of um, throw them into the show at any different point, but we will have this dedicated section at the end. It's actually – there's no there's, there's no title for this yet. On Winning Starts on Monday, I called it Tweet Back. The guys went with it, I think. Mm. Uh, not sure if I want to bring that over to the hill or if I just leave it with Winning Starts on Monday, okay. get views on that. But if, if anyone has other, a good name for this segment, you know, something that really – Inspires, um, but it's listener feedback. Listener, listeners, listeners are writing is questions, questions comments, opinions, ideas, yeah, theories. Well, maybe theory. if you're a Seabold kind of guy, exactly. Yeah, or girl, Seabold, maybe Seabold section. Yeah, who knows? Couple C-section. of training plans, you know. Yeah, Portuguese or otherwise. Exactly, that's the sort of stuff we're after. Well, Mark Wiki writes in, okay, Sparks, and he actually addresses this question to you directly. Okay, g'day, Mark. Mark. <laughs> Two-part question for Tim Sparks. Are you still angry with the Melbourne Storm for their salary cap breaches? Do you still own the wooden spoon that you taunted players and officials with at Leichhardt Oval? The second reference to this. Thanks for the question, Mark. Questions. Um, I think I would have that spoon somewhere, I reckon. I bought that spoon from like this $2 shop in um, Roselle on the way to the ground. We bought about four of them. And I don't know why, but my old man pulled out like a black marker and started writing all the names of different like Storm players on the wooden spoons. He was like going Cameron Smith, Billy Slater, Adam Blair, whoever else was playing for them. I don't know, I, I don't know why he did that. Why would have he done that? Like he was going to present them to them Maybe. or something. But that's what we did. Um, probably still got the spoon. Hell of a day. At, great at day. Day. It was it was a great really day. It was a really funny day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be hard to find a better one. Um, am I still angry? What was it? Am I still angry with them about the salary cap stuff? Breaches. Yeah, still angry. I've learnt... See, that was a long time ago. It was. About 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. I've learnt that a lot of like um, Eastern philosophy and things like that say <laughs> if you hold anger towards other people, you're actually holding anger within yourself and then it manifests inside you. It's no good for you. Right. Um. So I try and sort of practice that on issues such as the storm and the salary cap and things like that. So I really harbour the anger towards them because I find that's no good for me. Had you not um, learnt that Eastern philosophy, do mm. you imagine that you would still have anger? That happened in 2010. It's, Poss- 20, it's 2020 now. Yeah, possibly. Mm. And because the other thing is, is that they say that forgiveness is as much for you as it is for the... Selfish, yeah. Yeah, well... I guess. Yeah. So... I think anger is a healthy you're, emotion. You're meant to forgive the storm for doing that. But I wrestle with that because I don't ever remember the <sighs> storm... The yeah, yeah. Nice. But I don't ever remember the storm saying sorry. In fact, they pretty much denied it the whole time, didn't they? Yeah, I think so their head office still has those premierships. I find it pretty displayed. hard to cop. Nice. To be honest. Okay, thanks. Thanks for the question, Mark. The Rugby League Gazelle writes in, Afternoon, Pez, and g'day, Rugby League Gazelle. Yeah. Of winning starts on Monday as well. Welcome. Uh, yeah, welcome. Afternoon, Pez. Not so much an idea, but a suggestion. There should be a segment called The Phantom Siren. Okay. Go on. Do you remember The Phantom Siren? Well. Um, yeah. It's really funny. Really, really funny. He was a Saints fan, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Really funny. Real rugby league areas, that. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. 
Andrew Voss is very good at exploiting those things as well, I should say, telling those stories. Yeah, good point. Um, <laughs> begrudging point review <laughs> on Voss. We should, we'll, we'll, we'll have segments about journalists later on down the track. It'll be really okay. helpful for us. Isolate I ourselves. Oh, I would have thought so, yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, should be a segment called The Phantom Siren. Um, How does it work? I'm not sure. And maybe just to continue this conversation, Rugby rugby League Gazelle might write in and suggest what sort of sits under that, uh, The Phantom Siren. But it made me think about things like dog whistles, you know, that concept of like, uh, you know, um, when, when you're dog whistling, you're saying one thing, but what you really mean is something else, you know, or you're saying something and it's just whistling to people. You know how dog whistle works. No one else can hear it, but the dog can hear it. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And maybe, you know, maybe we could have a, some kind of... Mesh of the phantom siren or dog whistles. Either way, there's a high pitched sound happening. Okay. Okay. Um, um, we like ideas, don't we? Yeah. Uh, okay. Getting up to an hour now. Um, uh, final final question, which is more of a um, just a contribution from a great friend of the show. Uh, of, win- of winning starts on Monday, but hopefully now the hill. Um, bit bereft of the star power, I'd say, of winning starts on Monday. With respect to you, um, and disrespect to me, but they're just. <laughs> There was 336 games of first grade in that other show. Um, but a couple of games of sub-district league here, I guess, as well. But uh, I am the erotic warrior is um, this question. Right. name. And he says, mate, mate, Pez, uh, give in to your ultimate content strategy map. Give in to temptation. And uh, then he presents, or she, the erotic warrior presents me with um, a an Excel-created... Uh, what do you call that? It's a, it's a pie chart um, with with the content strategy for the hill. And uh, it is suggested that 4% of the uh, show goes to a quick look at the matches. Um, 18% of the show is dedicated towards masculinity in 2020. 20% of the show is dedicated to neo-left economic theory. And 58% is dedicated towards Gary Larson's thighs. Not far off. Not bad. To be honest. I'm a bit bit down on neo left economic economic theory at the moment. I'd I'd have to say I think uh, stuff needs to get um, uh, a little little, to, little more real. But yeah, I'll have to get across that a bit mm, more. I guess. Bit of a grift, neo left stuff, Biden stuff, for mine, I should say. Okay, maybe this segment could be called for mine. Don't know. That's all we got time Possibly. for on the hill. And if you have made it through an hour, thank you very much. I hope you found some kind of. I hope you've been able to nestle into the show, the show about rugby league and so much more. Um, Sparks, how have you felt in this first sort of good. first first run out? Good. It's just good to get back on the park. park. Good to have a hit out, bit of match fitness, you know. We've been in the gym and done a few, you know, run-throughs mm-hmm. and things like that. But it's just good to get a game in. Yeah. We'll be better off for it. Match fit. We'll be better off for it, Yeah, I think. Well, join and us. And in ne- round two. Join us next week. We're going to be back here on the hill. We're committed to the cast, committed to rugby league, and uh, we, w- we were going to talk about the games coming up this week, but I think we can just wait to see what happens.